listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Terry and you bringing a bunch of people into the studio, especially this week with Up in the Air. We are going to explore the world of aviation, flying, which is why we have an old friend, someone I've known for years and years and years, lah. now known as Captain Johan Farid Kairudin, the pilot man himself, Captain Alamak. JFK. Terry, it's so good to be back, man. I mean, literally so nostalgic walking through the studios right. of Light FM. Because 25 years ago, I walked in with a just jeans and a shirt uh, coming here for an interview and you are now not I'm, in jeans and shirts I right know, now uh, you are spiffy looking man so uh, lo- seeing all the friends good to see you again so good to all see friends, you too you know? so many questions we're going to ask you as well we'll, we'll go and do it we'll but do it first together. let's do a quick recap on sure. how many years were you f- have you been flying okay so uh, i've been flying since 2003 as a, as a a private pilot right. commercial pilot probably about 14 years now 15 so you're years both pi- uh, commercial as well yeah more yeah. details coming up on captain jfk along with those questions that you've sent in keep them coming via our Cellcom DigiLite line WhatsApp 0165108888 here on the Light Breakfast The Light Breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning. It's all about being up in the air all this week. We delve into that world of aviation and flying, which is why we've got Pilot Captain JFK with hey, us. Hey, Terry, how you doing? You're so much more than just a pilot, though. I'm good, but I, I want to know more about you, how you've been. I've known you for, actually, the first time I think we I think worked we've together. Been, yeah, we worked together in like another radio station, another year yeah. ago, like 10, 20 years ago. 10, 20 it's, years it's ago, right? That when long, I right? first started on I radio know, as man. well. You, yeah. were, you, you still look good. You're still you young. You too, man. You know, I, I can't believe you're actually 70 now. <laughs> I can't believe it. Too yeah. 80, 80. <laughs> But man uh, Terry I think I've been on radio For like 25 years now Yeah that's wild right so Walking through the doors is like wow And now you've also Taken that next step in media You're also quite big On social media Okay okay It's very important yeah. A couple of your videos Have mm. actually gone pretty viral Including okay. the one where You make those Really interesting announcements Okay yeah The singing one Like oh yeah. what a beautiful morning Yeah where did that come from Like why did you decide Like were you thinking about it Did it just happen No no So I've been doing this Even from radio days right Because I remember that um, Even from my days Of like doing uh, Broadcasting Or television Or even right. singing As a performer mm-hmm. You have to keep people Entertained, right? Irrespective of you're communicating with someone, you're actually working together with someone, right? As long as you get to make them smile too, that's good enough, man. Because you know? you're also giving information at the that's same right. time, right? Absolutely right. When it's entertaining, it makes it more digestible. Yep, you got it. You right. spoke the words out of my mouth. That's I right. know, right? It's like I've been doing this for no, so long. Because you're on radio, you get it. You understand why people saying something is one thing, but people understanding, yeah. listening to you, and actually getting what you say is a whole different thing altogether. So, do, is there a crossover? You feel like your job as a pilot mm-hmm. and also your role as a radio announcer, which you've done what among these two roles seem to like cross over and like overlap okay so being a pilot is very technical so there's a lot of a uh, lot of study a lot of skill that you right. have to be proficient in but often i think post covid realized that it's very important to remember the human element as well mm. especially in the world post covid what makes you different mm. what makes you stand out and uh, people get scared now ever since covid people have been having been flying for a couple of years mm. and with, with all what's been happening they see on the media they're more anxious people more anxious flyers now right so right. what can we do especially as uh, as an all star what can we do to make the flying public less anxious so can you imagine if you're a passenger you come on board and you're like hey the captain is sounds like my friend he's like right. he's he's telling me information he's telling me that there'll be a a little bit of turbulence coming up how right. long the 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 shaking in the plane will last right. uh, he's immediately uh, sure. feeling that calming yeah, influence already right and it works and that's one of the main reasons you're here today as well to mm-hmm. answer a lot of these questions we'll do that it. we've we'll been do it. receiving from the listeners we'll yes, get please. into that the light breakfast with terry And you celebrating the voices that matter most. Yours. Lights FM.
The Light Breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning! We are up in the air this week because we're delving into the world of aviation, flying, and our first guest for this is Captain JFK, who hey, is not Terry, just a pilot, JFK. You're also, you're also a, a person who has been on air. You've been a radio announcer for so many years yep, already. Yep. And on top of that, also very popular on social media. <laughs> and that's why you're here to answer these questions. The first one that's quite popularly being okay, asked okay. is, why do the window shades need to be in an upward position during okay. takeoff and landing? So I wouldn't get too technical for you, um, right. Cherry, because you can find all these answers on the internet, right? Right. I wouldn't say the word upwards because for some airplanes, it's downwards. Hmm. So you, 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 oh, are, right. you push, push, yeah, you push it, down. it down instead, right? right? So right. let's just say, uh, I think the question is, why do the, the window shades need to be open right. during takeoff and landing? And the most simplest answer so it has to do with your eyes and acclimatizing your eyes to outside and inside. It's like mm. going into a very dark room mm-hmm. early in the morning and suddenly your mom's like turning on the lights, wake up! How does right. your eyes feel? Your eyes starts to squint. Like same to adjust, right? Same yeah. thing. Okay, also, uh, the cabin crew needs to see what's happening outside. You could also help the cabin crew by saying something's not right because you're looking outside. But if everything is right. close, you can't really alert anything. So that's one of the reasons why, in terms of safety, why right. uh, window shades should be open during takeoff. Multiple landing. safety reasons multiple, in fact multiple. like you said like mm-hmm. on top of just being able to look outside mm-hmm. and being ready in case something happens Correct. it's also more eyes that can look outside Correct. because everyone is able to do that and spot something in case it turns into an emergency but hey Terry because this is Light FM this is exclusive right there are oh. some airports in the world where you cannot do that oh. you mean you cannot so, so some airports it. in the world you right. have to close your window shades we'll save that for some other day oh wait wait not today <laughs> I, I desperately need to know right now okay let's just say it has something to do with the whole defense system military about <sighs> Okay, enough said, enough said. More of your questions (laughs) will be posed to Captain JFK today in Up in the Air. All this week, it's all about aviation and flying. First though, we've got the light traffic update. The Light Breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning. This week, it's all about being up in the air. Aviation, flying, your questions for, that we're giving and posing to Captain JFK right yep, now. Yep, yep. It's so weird to see you like in full uniform because even though I've known you for so long I as know. on a more personal basis, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, casually, yeah, yeah, yeah. to see you in full uniform, I immediately feel like I am on a plane. <laughs> in fact. <laughs> now, the next question that sure. we have is from actually Shima who mm. wants to know about what are the dangers of bird strikes because we hear about mm. it all mm. the time causing issues mm-hmm. so what is the likelihood and okay so I think most of, like Shima the reason why she is feeling or uh, have some anxiety when it comes to bird strikes is right. because maybe from a movie mm-hmm. and something that happened more than 10 years ago mm-hmm. in the Hudson River right but first of all bird strikes are very very common I had one last week I even posted on my social media and then it, it was so interesting so funny because a small bird was actually crossing the runway and I'm like he's looking at me he's, I'm looking at him and going boom next thing you know sorry gang oh you know? no but <laughs> because this happens so often it right. is not 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 at all a big risk to airplanes because right. the plane is probably like 100 tons and the bird is like 50 grams <laughs> does it depend the type of bird and the okay. size of the bird so, then so yes and no as well Again, yeah. I don't want to get too technical but okay. even if a big fat me I'm sorry a big fat turkey <laughs> went into an engine and right. say the engine for whatever reason first of all turkeys don't fly right right, right. so if let's just say a big fat turkey went into an engine boom the engine actually failed right we have two engines two minus one is how much I co-pilot oh sorry one <laughs> 
okay. the plane can still fly on one engine perfectly fine. Oh, that's amazing! And even in that big fat turkey slammed into, say, the cockpit, for example, and right. then the the glass won't break. If anything, there'll be blood everywhere, and then you have to tell the family for the bird, the turkey, and everything. The plane will <laughs> not be well. Here's okay, the thing. sad for the turkey, sad but the turkey. not sad for us yet, lah. Like, in this situation, got it, got it. However, because right. safety has been will always be a number one priority for aviation, the aviation community worldwide. Mm-hmm. The moment we land at a destination, or the moment we have to, let's just say, the the, the captain feels that no, I think I want to check the plane again it will just come back land and get the engineers to do it yes there will be some inconvenience to the passengers because right. the engineers are going you know they're going to check once twice three times a charm to make sure that everything is all safe before they go so that takes time right so right. there's absolutely nothing to be worried about when it comes to bird strikes at all right so that means in the incidences where a bird strike does turn into a more serious which emergency which is that one event in history it's which so is on unlikely. the yeah, no, very unlikely right 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 unlikely. but because of that one event that's so popular Exactly, and Tom Hanks. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you'll be amazed to know that some people come on a plane and they're so anxious, they're so right. scared, but they don't tell anyone. And then we, right. we we find out, we ask them why. Oh, because I saw this story or oh, this 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 movie called Air Crash Investigation. I'm like, right. gang, chill. You I think you bring up a good point because okay. that's our next question about people okay. who feel nervous when they they board a plane. Mm-hmm. That's coming up here on okay. Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Terry and you, giving you the chance to have your say every day. The light breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning with our guest, Captain JFK. <laughs> so good to be back, man. Here at Astro Radio. So good to see light you. Light FM. It's been actually like over 20 years since I last saw you. I you're know. like, you're married now. You've got three, three kids. kids. Beautiful kids. Lovely I marriage. I got so many more things to ask you, but we've got to focus. We've got to focus okay, on okay, up okay. in the air today, okay, actually, okay. because we're discussing um, the aviation industry, flying, yep. and some of the worries that have come up. One of the questions that's quite popular, actually, mm-hmm. is how does a person deal with feeling nervous on a flight is there something that they can do to okay, so calm themselves in yeah. social psychology we know that uh, first of all we do not uh, deny those feelings mm-hmm. the fact that the the person or the passenger already has this feelings of anxiety feelings of fear that person has to first of all acknowledge it Right. Okay, because being scared is one thing. Knowing that you're scared and want to do something about it is a whole different thing altogether. Right. So what you can do is, especially if you're anxious to get on a plane, and you have some fear of flying. When you get on board, speak to any all star, speak to any crew. There's a right. very big reason for this. One is because, first of all, our all stars are trained to identify those who may be anxious. That's the right. reason why. Okay. Right. And number two is when we actually find out that the person is actually anxious, or the person tells us that they're anxious, mm-hmm. we know what to do. We know how to handle mm-hmm. it. We know how to calm. That person down because it just requires reassurance. And right. what the captains can do, like we we all star captains, we we go a little bit further in terms of like uh, communicating what is happening with the plane right. to the passenger. For example, I, I I love doing this when someone comes to me and says, "The captain, today we've got about 10 uh, kids on the plane. We've got 20 anxious passengers." Right. I take a little bit extra approach into the way I do my announcements. Um, okay. Before a cloud comes, I'll say, "Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain. We're going to be going through a little bit of turbulence for about five minutes. Mm. Hang on, I'll turn." Seatbelt signs on, so they know what's mm-hmm. happening. And then, I'll, and then when the turbulence is actually happening and things are stable, I'll pass the controls to the co-pilot. The autopilot will run everything, and then I'll come on the P and say, "Please don't be worried. It's perfectly normal. I'll mm. give the reasons why it's happening, and it will last for another five minutes." Right. Do you find it very common? Of course, is it, it very is, common? Yeah. Many passengers get on the plane now, especially in the world post-COVID. Especially mm. what, you know, watching all these movies and watching all what's happening on television and social media. Because remember, on social media, you only hear most of the not so great things. Right. All right, but there's some fantastic things. I'll give you an example. At the airline I'm flying with, we all stars often get to locations earlier than mm. scheduled, but no one says anything about it. <laughs> Only when we run one minute late.
paid for because of a really big thunderstorm cloud that we cannot <laughs> land. Boom! Oh yeah, social media, all this and that and everything. But is it, is it, we got to take that larger, that larger big picture look and mm. and look at all of the things that that's right that are going on, which is why you're here actually. That's right. Because it's one of the reasons we're speaking to you right now. Terry, no crew, no pilot, no cabin crew, no nobody in aviation wants a plane to run late. Nobody. I want to go home too. I got family too. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. That's something that people need to consider. Like the flight crew, the pilot, they're people as well. That's right. right? That's to keep right. that in mind. And they're not just this like ominous, yeah. like Artificial nebulous person yeah, yeah, that you can't see. Yeah, we've yeah. got more questions coming up for Bring Captain JFK from you as we are up in the air all this week. But first, we to- totally have to play this song by Toto Africa on Light of Firm. The Light Breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning. We are into our up in the air week, finding out more about aviation, flying, which is why we have an old friend joining us in the studio today, hey. Captain JFK. Good to be back, Terry. Good to be back, man. Loving this whole entire aviation week. Up in the air, lights. So what's what's on your mind? Oh, this next question, mm. really, really important because I think it's something that people want to know how frequently it happens and okay. how a pilot deals with this okay. as well, right? Have you experienced a situation where the aircraft couldn't land due to bad weather and then what are the steps that a pilot takes in order to overcome mm. this I, issue? I, I love this question. It's actually a very good question. First of all, let's remember that flying is very technical. There's a lot of standard operating procedures we have to follow. First of all, let's talk about weather. One of the things that pilots have to do, the captain, the co-pilot, the, the senior first officer, when we gather together at say before the flight even starts, we actually have this thing called a briefing. Mm-hmm. During the briefing, we talk about the technicalities of the plane, the airports, the conditions, the weather. Right. So when we plan during the planning stages, we have to make sure that in terms of forecast, if we're going to this particular location, the weather is above the planning minima for oh. the plane to actually it be It is getting go. technical, okay, but so, I am okay, following okay, okay, you. Okay, I'm okay, following okay, you, sorry, Captain sorry. JFK. Okay, so I'll, I'll reverse back. Uh, what, okay. what, on the ground, before we even go there, we need to know that the plane, um, in, in terms of probability, can land because of weather. Okay. However, weather can be very unpredictable, like, like my lovely wife at times. So we, when we fly, sometimes the weather suddenly takes a turn for the worse. Right, okay. while you're in flight. So now we're not okay. out of we're out of planning minima. We're on, we're flying. We have this thing actual minima. So actual minima means when you fly to a particular height above the runway, you need to have the particular visibility required based on the instrument approach. Again, no, okay, I was way it. too technical. I'm with you. I'm with okay. you. But the whole idea okay. here is if we can land legally, if at the particular point we can see the runway, we land. I've been flying for about close to 20 years now, right? Mm. This condition of not being able to see the runway where we do a go-around mm-hmm. is more common than you think. Oh. But I've probably done it maybe about less than the 10 amount of fingers I have on my, thing, uh, on my hand, right? right. It's, it's not as common as you think, right. but it has happened. However, if you go around because you can't see the runway, you just have to circle the, the, the controllers, the air traffic control tower will, will put you um, over the water or somewhere mm. where it's clear. And you can try again because we also have, I don't get too technical, but there's amount of fuel required. It's a whole entire oh, process. To make okay. that process happen, so you can come right. and try again Feasible. or you can say guys no the weather just came in it's getting really bad we'll go and divert somewhere else which is quite common as well it's perfectly normal nothing to be worried about if it's anything for a passenger it's just the inconvenience of time and mind you when this happens but there's a reason for it there's a reason for it it's not simply to inconvenience (laughs) you it's for your own safety that this is being done this inconvenience serves a purpose you know the best part Terry I've actually done this I've actually diverted somewhere before and I had someone literally say thank you captain for looking after the safety of the flight I freaking cried, oh, man. Because the, the passenger actually knew what you're doing. Right, Compared yeah. to the going to the baggage carousel waiting for your best. Like, what are you, Captain? You cannot land. Yeah. You think the other airline can land. You cannot yeah. land. I'm like, oh my. 
you know? Because, yeah, it's not like it was your choice. Yes. It was because that's what re- was required in that moment. Absolutely right. right? So, so you, yeah, you appreciate being appreciated yes. and instead of dealing with all those side eyes that you're getting. Which will happen. From, it's perfectly yeah. normal, you know. <laughs> you but, develop a thick skin, I think, yeah. from, from doing this <laughs> job, right? I've had, you know, people asking me, Captain, why you cannot speed la and everything? Why you come, uh, you know, the other airline can go faster? No, how you know? <laughs> Are you co- coordinating based on how f- fast you see the trees moving on your side? Oh, Is that a real question? Yeah, God. Wow, I love that. I never. <laughs> thought of asking something like that coordinating like counting the trees okay. and see how fast yeah. you go it's like when you learn how to drive and you measure your distance from the car in front but of you it, with the lamppost yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do have one more question that relates to this actually that has to do with the autopilot we'll get back sure. to that here on Light FM we've got Captain JFK with us it is up in the air week on the Light Breakfast the Light Breakfast with Terry and you where our special guest on the show is you Light the Light Breakfast with Terry and you. Good morning. It's our Up in the Air week, which is why we've got a special guest with us, Captain JFK, who's not merely a pilot, which is already a great achievement. You're also an announcer. You've been on radio for many, many years. Yes, sir. We yeah, were yeah. colleagues at one point yep, and yep. also a social media influencer. Moving on to more of the questions that sure, are coming in right absolutely. now, because we, it looks like we're running out of time with you here yeah. already. When it comes to this incident that happened recently, right? Well, I was a reptile spotted oh, on board a flight. Oh, the pss- Yeah, what, okay. what's... Is there, like, no, protocol for this? If it was me, if I was the captain of the plane, I'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, there's a friend of ours who doesn't have a ticket yeah. uh, because we don't wait that way. We're removing that person right now because that person doesn't have a ticket. That's mm-hmm. it. Just keep it simple. <laughs> so you know what I mean? No ticket. This, dude, these things happen, right? Not yeah. often at all. As a matter of fact, it only happens like once in a blue moon. Right. And it's perfectly safe. So you're saying that it happens so rarely that people should not panic? Definitely, definitely. But, it, I, but I can understand why they would panic. Right. Because of movies and... This is a question that just came in mm. from Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Yvonne is asking, is there an academy course for children to learn at a junior level about aviation? My son is seven. Mm. He loves hey! planes since young. He practically doesn't have other toys but planes. And he, even his Lego, sounds he like, built into planes. Sounds like me. I was three years old when I knew I wanted to fly a plane. But that's my yeah. whole different story altogether, right? So yeah, basically, so, how do you become a pilot? And for someone that uh, young, is there other options to already get onto that train? As parents, path? encourage, okay? Uh, I keep on saying, I, I sound like a broken record whenever I say this, right? Mm. But the first most important critical thing is communication in English. English is very important in the aviation community and mm. I actually have my own academy focused on it for a particular reason because of communication. An English because, academy? I mean, okay. I'll give you an example. I, yeah. I did one video that went viral recently, right? Mm. Uh, the difference between... Uh, Terry, you know, what's the difference between the word the rain and terrain? The rain and, and terrain. terrain. The rain is water. I can fly through water. Terrain, terrain is a mountain. <laughs> you would die if you fly into a mountain. Utopia so you need to hear that right. Yeah. English matters. <laughs> All right, right. It does. It does. Right. So, right. so focus on English and communication in being expressive because when they go mm. for that cadet pilot course, for example, they'll be tested not on just not only just their ability to speak, to to have skill, to be mm. able to use the psychometric skills. There's a right. whole process to start them young if they okay. want to, but right. do not force. My son, I've been. Trying trying to brainwash him for the first five years of his life. <laughs> he is 10 now and he wants to become Spider-Man. Okay. So I'm like, okay, like, you want to become Spider-Man? Go ahead. Like, well, you can do so. two things. You can be Spider-Man and fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to just choose one. That's true. That's right? true. So the idea then, of course, if uh, English you said is very important and are there like certain things that a person needs to start off in school, like the subjects that they okay. need to absolutely take, right? So I'm the kind of guy who failed SPM and only got A in English. There not is to hope. Say, not, not, of course there is hope, but the amount of work you have to put in after 
term. Not, I'm right. not saying SPM is not important. I'm not saying your IGCSEs are not important. I'm just saying that you need to know that for flying, there's a lot of physics required, a lot of mathematics required. You need to understand the basics of uh, flight, for example. Right. And because I couldn't do this during my school days, mm-hmm. I had to do extra work after school during right. my working days to study it. Do not compare yourself to everyone else. Please right. don't go like, oh, just because I'm wearing specs, I cannot become a pilot. Oh, just because I'm 17 years old, and 18 years old, and I, I don't have the experience, or, or the other way around. If right. I'm 30 and I, and I, I don't want to do what I want to do right now, I want to go into flying, you can fly up to the age of 65. Right. Asking for a friend, is there a height limit for... To being a pilot? Uh, there's no height limit. There's a little <laughs> bit of a height minimum. Okay. Sorry, friend. Hin, hin. Oh, there is a minimum. There so is what minimum. is it? I, I, someone like uh, your friend, for example, yeah. could still probably apply. Oh, this friend of mine, private. yeah? yeah probably can. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll stand next to you. We'll check later. <laughs> <laughs> one last question. Sure, this sure. is a yes or no quick one, no, right? No, no. Because there is a misconception or maybe it's the proper conception with okay. this teenies asking, yeah. what happens when a baby is born while up in the air? Does that baby get free flights for the rest of their life? Yes no. or no? No, does it? That's a no? No, no. That's a flat no. no. Up to the airline, basically. <laughs> it's a PR marketing thing, but as far as I know, no. All right. Thank no. you so much Not to anymore. Captain JFK for joining us. Thanks, we appreciate Terry. you. You're a busy man. you got to run out of I here. Maybe fly. we'll catch up with you next time. Yes, Thank you got to fly. fly. This is Light FM Up in the Air with Captain JFK. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.